0: Hmm. It says here that the planetarium is celebrating the 50th anniversary of moon landing.
1: Oh, wow, that's right. Yeah, it's been 50 years.
0: Do you ever see that footage where Neil Armstrong is using crutches on the moon? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. NASA didn't want anyone to see it, but I did. He was just hobbling around up there.
1: Yeah, I heard he had him because he tried to do a cartwheel on the moon. Then he pulled his hamstring. Whoa.
0: Are you allowed in the planetarium? No. Are you? No. From Absolutely Productions, this is
1: Branchburg with Brendan and Corey.
0: This year marks the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 space mission, and all this week we are looking back on Branchburg's relationship with the space race. Today we go all the way back to 1957. 1957. It was the height of the Cold War, and Branchburg wanted to do its part. So when Mayor Gerald Bateman heard that the Soviet Union was sending a dog, Laika, into outer space to orbit the Earth, he saw an opportunity. He decided that Branchburg would train its own dog to attack the Soviet dog and then pass it along to NASA to be launched into space. Residents loved this idea. A stray dog was soon found that Branchburg Middle School students voted to name Atlantis. Atlantis quickly began a strict training regiment to get it into fighting shape, says Dr. Benjamin Powellson, professor of history at Rutgers University.
1: They were trying to get Atlantis to a place where the moment it saw like an outer space, he would instantly rip her to pieces. So they did everything they could to row Atlantis up, like deprive him of food, constantly spray water at him. People would run up to the cage and just start barking at him. They'd surprise him while he was trying to sleep and bang garbage can lids together. More than one resident snuck in and injected the dog with rabies. And this naturally conditioned the dog to be scared, defensive, or ready strike at anything, really. And you must remember the times. This was the fight for space, uncharted territory, and communist Russia was gaining the lead. Branchburg was not going to send Atlantis into space to lose. He was going to rip
0: apart like him. After a series of increasingly violent attacks on his handlers, Atlantis was finally deemed ready to go into space. On the day it was to be mailed to NASA, hundreds of Branchburg residents gathered from a safe distance to wish Atlantis well as a crane lowered the muzzled dog and its metal cage into a padlocked wooden crate. Of course, Atlantis never did get a chance to attack the Soviet dog. He got loose at a postal checkpoint in Nashville, where he attacked seven postal employees before fleeing into the woods. For years, there have been reported sightings of Atlantis in the nearby Smoky Mountains, one as recent as last year. But these, and the various attacks on hikers attributed to him, are unconfirmed. I I truly
1: do think if Atlantis had been able to make it into outer space, he would have defeated Laika very easily. There's just no telling how something like this could have affected the Cold War. I mean, frankly, it's one of the great what-ifs in recent American history.
0: This is Branchburg Public Radio.
1: Hi there, how's it going? Hey, I'm uh, here to cancel my gym membership. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, May I ask if we at the YMCA have failed you in any way? Oh, no.
0: I I mean, you guys are great. It's just... I kind of realized all I do here is push-ups in the lobby. Right. Yeah, you do.
1: Okay, let me pull up your account real quick. Okay, well... Just so you know, we do monthly cycles starting on the 25th of the month So you're going to be charged for this coming month since you're
0: canceling past that Oh, uh, that's, that's fine Uh, I can still use the lobby for the next month, alright? Uh, correct a- And again, sir,
1: you can use the whole Y with your membership Um, maybe you'd want to try the Wellness Center downstairs
0: that's No, most no, like. I, I don't want to go downstairs Um, I'll just do a quick set right here <sighs> Okay
1: hi hey how's it going just just let him do this thing real quick and then we'll okay come on through now there you go thank you have a good workout yeah he's only
2: here for one month. thank you
1: oh trevor trevor don't let the daycare in this way go around back i'll let you in through the handicap ramp all right yeah he's back i don't know how long he's going to be here for just going through the back All right, thanks, Pa. (laughs)
2: Uh,
1: Sir, sir, no, we went over this. You can't do suicides up here in the lobby. making me swim more this year. He says he wants to race me so I joined the YMCA to train. I'd switch doctors but the next closest one my insurance covers is 30 miles away. <gasps> I wish we still had doctors who made house calls like in my father's day. He once told me his family doctor once witnessed a burglary on the way to a house call and the doctor shot the guy. Then he fireman carried the burglar to his appointment, dropped him on their dining room table, and took the bullet out right then and there. (gasps) Now that's a doctor! That family was so amazed, they couldn't even remember why they called him in the first place. The next day, their son gave everyone in school lice. My dad's class photo was full of bald kids, and my dad, he was the baldest of them all. That's when he knew he wanted to look that way for the rest of his life. (gasps) I really hope Rob is in the locker room when I go back in. He's nice, it's just, he's always saying his lock combo out loud. Makes everyone uncomfortable. (gasps) There's that other guy who always forgets to bring a towel. What's his name? not sure anyone knows. He asks if he can borrow ours when we're done. Well, most of us say no, so. He just crouches under the hand dryer for about an hour, until it overheats and he gets burned. Then he goes into the shower to cool off and the whole cycle just starts again. I'm not even sure if he ever goes in the pool. (gasps) What were the guys talking about earlier about that new dye that you put in the pool? You can tell when someone pees in it course they had that for when someone was pregnant. That way I'd know if I should give up my lane for them. <gasps> I mean, I'm always sharing a lane here. Last month my foot accidentally kicked a kid when we passed each other swimming. I don't think he ever told his parents, but now he just stares at me whenever he's here. His eyes don't leave me for a second. I wish I had apologized, but it'd probably be too late now. I don't think he'd accept it. <gasps> I mean, it was my fault after all. I really should invest some goggles like others do here. There was a guy last week who pulled his swim cap so far down his head he almost suffocated. That was horrible. Lifeguards had to hold him down and poke holes in the mouth before he went brain dead. Thank God he's okay now. In fact, he still wears it that way, but now it just looks like a ski mask. Come to think of it, I haven't seen him swim since. He just sits in the sauna wearing it. He looks like a naked Batman. <gasps> Man, I'm getting tired. I wish I could do the backstroke for a lap, but I have a bunch of dimes in my swim trunk pockets for the stack machine later. Last time they fell to the bottom, and the lifeguard had to get them one by one. Probably would have yelled at me in front of everyone if he hadn't gotten the bends. Sometimes I see my doctor here. He typically has his own lane and everything. No one bothering him or nothing. No weird kids, no pregnant women. Just free to swim back and forth, like some trout. He can even do that flip and kick swimmers do when they reach one end of the pool. One guy watched him do that and tried to do the same, but he immediately broke his leg. So, I'm not going to try to do it. I'm probably just going to lose my race.
0: take off my socks. Sock in the pool. Everyone out. Okay. Okay, yeah. Uh I'll, I'll try to get a police report. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'll do my best. Thanks. kids in my cul-de-sac flipped my car over. My insurance doesn't believe me, but it's true. I didn't even realize what was happening until I heard the unmistakable thump of my 2010 Toyota Camry being turned over, and the even more unmistakable cheering of the 20 or so children between the ages of 6 and 13 who pulled it off. When I ran to my window, all I saw were the children running away at top speed in all sorts of directions. Left, right, behind other homes. Absolutely euphoric from this achievement, one child ran full force into another car and then fell over screaming until his friends dragged him into the woods. I would have convinced myself I dreamt all this if my still-turned-over car didn't serve as a reminder that this, in fact, was all too real. I'm not sure why they'd do this. I can't claim to have a flawless relationship with the children, but I struggled to think of something that would cause all of them to team up and flip my car over. Maybe they were just bored and got the idea in their collective heads to flip over a car. And my car, unfortunately, just happened to be the first one they saw. Fate does work in mysterious ways. Uh, I think there were 20 of them? 20, yeah. Uh, Their names. Um, I think uh, one of them is named Paul Another Brienne? Or or maybe Brianna? It's with a B. It's a girl. Um, do you guys just have, like, a list of kids or something? Yeah, you don't. Uh, uh, what, can we call for an assembly at the school and then narrow it down that way? I'm not really sure what to do now, as far as transportation is concerned. I have a bicycle in my garage, but there's a raccoon in there that guards it with its life, and I just don't have time to fight it. I'd once bought a second bicycle to try to distract the raccoon, but she just destroyed it to protect the first bicycle. So both bicycles are out of the question. Besides, if the kids can flip a car, who's to say they can't throw my bicycle into a tree? There's a public bus that comes through from time to time, but I can't use it. I'm not allowed on the bus anymore, because I got kicked off for trying to citizens arrest the bus driver for speeding. I suppose I could get a new hairstyle and try to trick the bus driver, but I like the way my hair is now. My friend came by to help me flip my car back over, but it went quite poorly. We tried using his car to flip mine back over, but somehow we just ended up flipping his car over, too. From the upside-down car, we could hear the kids cheering from inside their homes, and that's the last thing you want to hear after you flip your car over. My friend was pretty upset, and he spat on my lawn. So now, we just have two flipped-over cars. If either of us needs to go to the supermarket, we're screwed.
1: Yep, your car's flipped over, all right. Unless we can prove that the children did it, I'm afraid there's not much I can do.
0: Do you think I flipped over my own car, officer?
1: I don't know. Maybe you did. Why would I do that? Maybe there's a spider you want to squish. I don't know what your deal is. Do you think you could kill the raccoon in my- I told you, my gun's jammed.
0: I guess the only positive in all this is that the children probably learned a valuable lesson about teamwork. Regardless of what I may think about their actions, there's no denying that they needed excellent teamwork skills to flip my car over. So that's sort of nice. Even if your car has been flipped over by a group of kids, it's always good to look on the bright side. I mean, what else can you do? Maybe one day they'll use the lessons they learned and team up again and flip it back over. One can only hope.
2: I'm 58 years old, I've lived in Branchburg for 23 years, and I currently keep 160,000 bees in my attic. It all started about three years ago, one night in October. I had noticed a small nest in the corner of my workshop. I knew my machinery would upset them, but I didn't really have the heart to throw the nest out into the cold either. So. I figured, hey, why not have them spend the night in the attic? Then, for being completely honest, I <laughs> forgot all about the nest. It only came back to me once I started hearing the hum coming from upstairs about four months later. But, I mean, the bee population is in jeopardy as is, so I figure I'm just doing my part, right? Bees and I have a good relationship. They stay in the attic for the most part, and... I just can't bring sweets into the house anymore, which, hey, fine by me, cut sugar completely, lost 15 pounds so far. Also, I can't turn the TV volume above 11, or they start migrating downstairs for some reason, but, again, just doing my part. Before you ask, uh, no, (laughs) I'm not their queen. (laughs) No way. There's about four or five queens already in the attic, if anything, I'd consider myself more of a modern-day Noah's Ark, but for approximately 160,000 bees. I'd shelter more animals if I could, but I just found out I'm allergic to cats. The garden looks nicer. I haven't had so many Sharons pop up. They keep the squirrels out of the attic now, too. I actually just saw one of them crystallize into a honeycomb. Pretty horrifying, but... Hey, i rather have bees than rodents. And the constant buzzing is more of a white noise now for me, so I sleep great. Bees have been good company, especially since last year when my siblings and I lost our mother. I have her will in a box upstairs, which, well, we've had trouble accessing because of the bees. I tried smoking my attic once to get it, which sort of worked until fire department was notified and started hosing the roof, which caused a swarm like you've never seen. Ever seen 160,000 angry bees? Almost like seeing the power of God. I decided to take out my fire alarms after that. I mean, hey, if the bees go silent, I'll know something's wrong. And as for the will, I'm not going to try another rescue mission. I guess my siblings and I will just fight over in court. Well... I better go to the store. I need dinner. You guys need anything? <laughs> They're fine. They'll always find something.
0: Ugh, There goes that fucking idiot B man or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's a real piece of work. No one in this neighborhood can sleep anymore. Fucking asshole. He's a goddamn criminal, too. He got that fireman hospitalized. The bees almost killed him. That guy was so swollen, his family couldn't even recognize him when they went to the hospital. Meanwhile, that fucking turd walks free with that little circus up in his attic. The bees killed their dog last week. He didn't tell you that, did he? The bees are just part of
2: who I am now. If they go, I go. That's okay with me.
0: Thanks for listening, please subscribe to This is Branchburg with Brendan and Corey. They'll be glad you did.